Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. For further information about Northridge Church, visit us online at northridgethompson.com. God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. We've been talking over the last few weeks being against all odds, and we spoke about Gideon, of course, and how Gideon culled down this 32-person, 32,000-person army to fight 135,000 Midianites. He culled it down to 300 people because what he wanted us to know, and I want you to hear this today, church, that we are, we are better united with a small number than we are with a lot of people that are going in different directions for different agendas. Amen? And so I want you to understand that. Secondly, we talked last week about the life of Joseph, and we'll continue that in a couple of weeks, talking about how Joseph had the favor of the father on his life, yet the favor was the very thing that placed that target on his back. And I wanted you to hear last week that we, we pray for that favor, we desire that favor, but when we get it, I want you to know that not everybody embraces that favor on your life. That as you strive to come closer to Christ and to do what God's called you to do, not everybody's going to jump on board of that. And this week, I want to talk to you in light of us getting ready to dedicate these beautiful children here in just a moment, that there is a, an attack on the family unit this, this day in which we live. There is an attack on the marriage. There's an a, attack on our children. Let me say it this way. In the reality of all things, the enemy is doing everything he can. And can I say today, the enemy is united. The enemy's not fussing about who's going to be first or who's going to be second or who's going to be last or what denomination. They have one purpose and one goal, and that is to steal, kill, and to destroy your family, your children. Why? Because all of all the things that were ordained as an institution here on earth, the first of which was the family unit. The Bible says that when God created all things, he looked upon them and said they were good. And he created for six days, man, of course, the sixth day. But then when he looked upon man, he said it's not good. It was not good that man would be alone because why? There was not a suitable helper for him. There was not a proper help meet. There was not one who would walk with him and to compliment and to be the things that he was not. So he said, I want to create woman. So he took the rib of Adam and he, he took and, and created a woman, brought her to the man. And he said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And the two shall join together, no longer two, but now one. Therefore shall a woman and a, a father leave his mother and father and to cleave unto his wife and they become one flesh. However, as we go forward, we realize that it was the marriage in the home that was instituted long before the judicial system, the law, much, much longer before uh, the, the institution of the church, which was not done until Acts chapter 2, some several thousand years later. Why? Because God knew in his sovereignty that the family unit and the marriage and the home and children was the epicenter, if you will, the framing block upon which all things would be built. That if the home was in order, the church would be in order. Amen? That if the home was in order, the judicial system would operate and operate in a, in a full force. Teachers today will be greater teachers when parents are doing what they're supposed to do. Amen, teachers? When they can do their part at home and not just send the kid to school and hope that it settles itself out by the teachers. But the reality today is, is we need to kind of framework, lay a framework for why the marriage was instituted. Why do we have children? I heard David say the other day, my son has now had his second little boy, and you'll meet him in a moment. His name is Cannon Tyler, and I got another one on the way, another grandbaby, uh, my first granddaughter. Y'all pray for me. But uh, we, we've seen where uh, David was talking to Tyler the other day. He said, you got two. You need one more. And Tyler said, why? He said, because you got one that can operate the lawnmower, one that can operate the weed eater, one that can operate the blower. But is that why kids were created, to be our, our worker bees? I, I would like to think that that's part of it. But I think there's a bigger plan at hand. The bigger plan was that God said when he looked upon the expanse of the deep and he created all these things, he says to the Trinity, let us make man in our image. 
Let us create man in the fashion of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like-mindedness. So here's what God really was doing. God was really creating us. The first order of business that he gave man in the garden was to do certain things. Number one was to replenish, to be fruitful, and to multiply. Meaning to replicate that which had been created in man. And man's purpose was to honor and to praise and to bring glory to God. So that through the expanse of having children, a reward or a fruit of the womb, a gift the Bible says. And we'll see in a moment in Psalms 127. That through that, there would be a reproduction of like-minded people like Christ where we get the word Christian that they would go forth to watch this to expand the kingdom of God it never was about you and I it's always been about God it will always be about God it's about God today and the reality is is we have gotten off base from that we are producing we're doing it it's not our children's fault we are, as a generation, as a culture, we are producing an ideology where we no longer draw the proverbial line in the sand and say, kids, this is what you're to do. You're to walk the narrow way. You're to remain pure before marriage. You're to worship God in spirit and the truth. You're to be in church. You're to share your faith. We have allowed that to be a subculture of a greater culture which says this. Go get ahead. Go claim it. Just do it as Nike's uh, a whole point is. Just go and do it. Go do what you want to do. Sow your wild oats. Let me tell you something. God is not smiling upon America today because she has lost her way. We have lost our moral compass. We have forsaken the ideology of raising up our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now, I don't bring this to you as solemn, you know, morbid bad news. I bring it to us today in the truth of all things so that we can say, hey, maybe there's time to repent. Maybe there's time to turn away from the direction and the trajectory we're going. Guys, let me say this. We're not in a mess today because our kids are acting like complete idiots out there in the world. Maybe not your kids. Maybe your kids. I don't know. But maybe we're not in the place that we're in today because it's their fault. It's because we have become calloused as a nation and as a godly mother and and a godly father, and we're not raising God-fearing, God-fearing, God-loving children. What do we do with that? Because if I merely tell you the bad news today, that we've lost our way, that we're creating a generation who has blatant disregard for authority. I mean, guys, let's be honest. When I was a kid and a cop would walk by, a police officer would walk by. In fact, we didn't use the word cop. We used police officer. When he or she walked by, I mean, there was a, whoa, there's, there's a police officer. Why? Because there was a reverence. There was some degree of fear. How many of you were terrified of your daddy when you were a little kid? You remember this little thing? This is like the most evil thing mama could ever say. You wait your daddy gets home. You remember that? I'm like going, I'd just rather you just handle it now, mama. Let's all things, you know, just go on and tag it now. You know, daddy can know about it later. Just go on and lay it on me. I didn't want mama and daddy to come home. Mama was kind of counterintuitive to most moms. So she'd lay it on me and say, now you wait till your daddy comes home. And I said, you know, that's double jeopardy, mom. That's illegal. The reality is, is God gave us children to reproduce the kingdom mandate. Isaiah 3, 4, and 5 is a picture of where we are today. You don't have to turn there. We have children raising children today. We have children that have more say in the home than mom and dad has in the home. They're running the show. Now, I know that doesn't preach well. I know that doesn't sound well. But let me, let me just read a cross-section of Isaiah 3, 4, and 5. He said, I will make the boys their leaders, and the toddlers will be their rulers. 
Verse 5 says, people will oppress each other. Watch this. When men and women, mamas and daddies, lose their way and they forsake the mandate of being the leader of the home. Watch what happens. The Bible says that they will oppress each other. Man against man. Neighbor against neighbor. Young people. Watch this. Young people will insult their elders and vulgar, vulgar people will sneer at the honorable. It is no longer cool to be a child of the Most High God. We have become a parody in every modern film in the last 20 years. We are a, a, a laughing stock to the world at large, yet we have life eternal. We have the hope of glory. We have the most incredible, we have the answer to all of man's problems, yet we have remained silent. The reason that one person, one atheist, can stand up and say, I don't like prayer in the schools, and it be taken out, go all the way to the Supreme Court, is because we have remained silent far too long. And it's time we speak up. The byproduct of all these things that you see in Isaiah thousands of years ago are coming to fruition today once again. And it's for the same reason. It's because of rebellion. Although rebellion today is not called rebellion, it's called status quo. It's what we expect. We don't expect kids to say, yes, sir. And no, sir. Man, I'm going to tell you, I rem- I'll never forget this. I had a friend of mine, and Stuart, you know him if I were to call his name. I remember one time I went over to a friend's house, and, 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 and I was over there doing something. I thought I was a pretty good kid. Anyway, maybe I wasn't, but I went over there, and, and she, she asked me something, and I said, yeah. She said, I'll tell you what right now. You call your mother, and you come because you say yes, ma'am, in this house. Man, I felt about that small, but you know what I did from then on out? I say, yes, I still do it today. You know why? Because the military, how many of you guys served in the military? The military teaches you to say, yes, sir, no matter matter how old they are. Why? Because there's a reverence that needs to be extended to people. But can I tell you something? I remember when daddies were their sons and daughters' hero. I used to think my dad could fix anything. All the while, I didn't know he was just putting new batteries in it. But I thought my dad could fix anything. He was, I remember one time I got on my dad's shoulders and he walked, my dad was about 6'2". I remember walking, I think, I'm bigger than the world. There wasn't a fear in the world. We've lost that because we no longer respect our parents. Can I tell you something? As you get older, let me give you a little caveat. Those of you who have parents who are older and you're looking at them now like, like they, they kind of lost their way. Maybe they don't remember things as Is it back on? Can I buy a vowel? Is it on? All right, cool. Here's what I want you to know. You still honor your mother and your father. You know why? Because they have put everything on the line for you. Our mamas and our daddies, I don't care how old they get, how crazy things. You know what's funny? Our parents get a lot smarter the older we get. Can I get an amen? I want to bring you a message real quickly, and then I'm going to have the uh, parents come up in band. You can go ahead and make your way back up here in just a minute. We're, we're going to get right to the crux of the matter. What is God doing in our hearts today? Is trying to come back to a place to teach us the hierarchy of the home. Now, what I'm going to say, I want to offer a little bit of a parenthetical before I get here. I realize, I realize that in 2013, single moms surpassed, single moms raising kids surpassed that of a mother and a father in children's home. Today, it is an anomaly. It is an abnormality of sorts to have a mother and a father going to church, worshiping God, living in harmony, children in subjection, longevity of marriage. That is an anomaly today. Now, I'm not knocking anyone for having gone through those things. I get it that we're free moral agents, that there are people sitting here today that wanted to work things out, that there are single moms that wanted to have a husband and a father and that got to be a dad and all of these things, all things considered. But hear me. The 
the reason that we've come to the place that we've come to is because there is an order. God is always a God of order, and here's the hierarchy. It is God, it is the father and the man, and then it is the mother or the wife, and then it is the children, and then it is the world. Why is man the head of the home? Number one, because God said that. The Bible says in 5.22 of Ephesians, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the home, even as Christ the head of the church. That's not my words. It doesn't fit into feminism. It didn't do real well with women's liberation. But can I tell you, God has not changed his mind on it because he's a God of order. And the reality is, is when we take our rightful place, and here's the cool part. Guys want to be the head of the home. They want to be the big dog. They want to be the final say, but that is not what it means to be the head of the home. That means you are the one that set the mandate in your home. You set the tone. Watch this. In Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your mother and your father, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Kids, you want to live a long and prosperous life? Honor your mother and your father. That's the greatest prosperity message I can give you. You want to do great at life? Honor your mother and your father. And then he says in the last verse, Fathers, provoke not your children unto wrath. Now you say mothers. Fathers, provoke not your children unto wrath. In verse 4 of Ephesians 6. But bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. He's saying fathers. How many of you like ladies in here know that it's the father's responsibility to raise the kids? How many of you knew that? Most of us don't. But here's the mandate. That if the father... Some of, I saw a couple ladies going, I didn't know that. You better step up, boy. But can I tell you something? It doesn't mean that he doesn't have that helpmate and that mom. Can I tell you guys, for those of you that are married or not married, it doesn't even matter. You know, there's just some things mamas can do that daddies can never do. Can I get an amen? Wait to feeding time and you'll figure it out. Father set the tone in the raising of the kids. Exodus 25 and 6 says this. I'm just laying a foundation. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, talking about false gods, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting, watch this, guys, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation to them that hate me. Watch this. The reason we're living in generational curses today is because fathers who are the head of the home have failed at their biblical mandate. Hear me, guys. I, I, I'm, one of, I'm with you. We stand up and we be the, we be, not we be, we become the father that God's called us to be. We become the man of God. And we watch this Ephesians 5, 25. When I love my wife as Christ loved the church, out of that flow, everything's going to fall in its proper place. Children will look at their daddies and say, hey, I want to be like my dad. I want to love my future wife the way my daddy loved my mama. Girls, how many of you guys out there got little girls? Wave your hand at me, daddies, if you got a little girl. You want to make sure that she picks somebody that's not some crazy jack wagon that you want to beat up every time you see him and punch him. And come on in the house, boy. You know, that kind of thing. Let me tell you how you do it. You love her mama. And she's going to choose somebody just like her daddy. But if you're being the jack wagon... And she chews somebody like you, and he treats her the way you treat her mama. It's your fault. But I love verse 6 of Exodus 20. Not only is there generational curses that we have to navigate through, but I love this, guys. But those fathers who love the Lord and keep my commandments in verse 6, he says, I'll show mercy to a thousand generations. How many of you, you don't have to wave your hand. Don't, don't, don't raise your hand. This is rhetorical. How many of you men, don't raise your hand, would love to break some generational curses? Your dad was not the, didn't get the dad of the year award. 
His dad didn't get the dad of the year award. But you want to break some generational curses. Dads, you can step in today and you can break that cycle by loving the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, all your power, all your being. You can render yourself to a point to say, God, I'm nothing without you. I want to be the dad you call me to be. I want to serve. And watch this. To a thousand generations, you will be blessed. The iniquities, man, don't we spend a lot of time on that? Oh, I'm just living in a generational curse. My dad was an alcoholic. His dad was an alcoholic. Can I tell you something? Step up and turn that over to a holy God. Love him, serve him, and obey his mandates. And you will break the cycle to the third and the fourth generation. And watch this. A thousand generations will be blessed because you turned over a new leaf and said, God, here I am. Use me. Break the cycle. That's stay on you today you have a responsibility Abraham Lincoln said it this way you cannot escape this responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today it's still there it's still there he went on to say America will never be destroyed from the outside if we falter we lose our freedom it will be because we have destroyed ourselves we'll do it Great founding fathers of old have said that. America will be destroyed and and the enemy will not have to shoot one bullet. We'll implode. Here's what I believe. I believe that God doesn't want just good children. He wants kingdom children. Amen. He wants kingdom-minded children. Those that are, are not afraid to go out and to say, it's not okay. I am a child of the, of the king. And I want to remain pure. And I want you to remain pure. And can I tell you something? The reason kids don't have identity today is because of this one thing. They have a God-sized hole in their heart. And no one has shown them the way to fill it. They'll never know who they are until they know who they are in Christ. As the mamas and daddies make their way over here to Pastor David, you can just go around. I want you to get your child, your baby. If you didn't come prepared today and you had not signed up, we may not have a certificate for you, but we would love for you to be a part of this baby dedication. So you can make your way over there. Just the mamas and dads or family members that, that you know may want to stay with them we're going to acknowledge you out here but just mamas and dads and these precious babies as they're making their way hear me church watch this here's what we do we don't provoke our children to anger how many of you know we need to be an encourager you're created in the likeness and the image of god you didn't raise your hand how many of you know we need to be an encourager we need to quit discouraging people we need to quit looking at them saying they can't do it we need to speak life over them and tell them they can do anything in christ which strengthens them and watch this. You're created in God's image. Do you know what God wants from you? He says, I inhabit the praises of my people. Do you know what your children want? They want your praise. They want you to say to them, looking them in the face, taking time, and not say, I'm too busy, but to look them in the face and say, you did great. I'm proud of you. That will go a long way in the encouragement and bringing children to a place that they need to be. Parents, you need to choose your battles. That's for me. Everything is not worth going to battle over. Let me say it this way. There's some hills that are not worth taking. Don't provoke your children to wrath. Secondly, bring them up in the nurture, in the admonition of the Lord. Proverbs 22 and 6 says it this way. 
Train up a child in the way he should go, and he was, when he is older, he will not depart from it. How many mamas and daddies are standing on that today because you got a wayward child? You got somebody that's going out there in the world. That's a normative expectation. Stand on it. I heard one of my dear friends the other day said his mama asked him, said, Where do we go wrong? Where do we go wrong in raising you? Let me tell you where you went wrong, mama. Nowhere. You did a great job. Your kid has free will. He's a free moral agent. He has chosen the path that he's gone. Stick close to God. Thank him because that kid's coming back. Amen. Parents, I want you to listen to this. Pastor David, you can go ahead and start bringing them out. Church, listen to me. Train up a child in the way he should go. The Hebrew word for train up is really a word that says this. To place upon one's palate. Mothers who would have read this in this culture would have understood a couple of things. They didn't have baby formula. They had breastfeeding, but in a point where the child got to a place where he needed food, the mother had to take the food. She had to put it in her own mouth. She had to chew it up and moisten it, take it out of her mouth, and place it on the palate of the child. Here's what I want you to know today. That's how we need to give our children the Word of God. Today, as a pastor, I've been trained. I've been anointed. I've been called. I'm preaching the Word of God today. I'm giving it to you on an adult level most of the time, and you are to receive it on an adult level. You're to take that. You're to ingest it. You're to chew it up. You're to break it down. You're to take it home to your kids. You're to give it to them. Put it on their palate. Let them ingest it. And they'll begin to live the outflow of the Word of God in their life. But it starts with you. Train them up in the way that they should go. In the way that he should go. In the way that she should go. How many of you know that all of our kids are not leaders? And it's okay because God needs some body parts in the kingdom that are followers, that are worker bees. Some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life will never, ever, ever leave one thing. But they'll step up and say, here I am. I'm willing to follow. If your child's not a leader, don't push them away. Embrace it and help them to be a follower of Christ and a follower of someone who is a leader and to the right direction. Some of our kids are not very compliant. How many of you got strong-willed kids? Hold both hands up. Can I tell you something? God can take that and He can do something profound because strong-willed kids grow up and say, it's not okay that you don't know Christ. It's not okay that you're not going to the mission field. It's not okay with me that you're not living a life of purity and holiness. Strong-willed kids will go up and change the world if you will encourage them and nurture them and train them in the way that they should go. But can I tell you something? Every kid up here today and every one of you today, you have a way that you should go. You can't go the way that I go. You can't go the way that Bill goes. You can't go the way Tommy goes. You can't live through someone else's faith. You've got to live your own faith. And then finally, we're to instruct them. The greatest thing you can do for your children today is lead by example. Daddies, I love you, but I want to say this to you. If you're sending your child and your wife to church, shame on you. You need to take them. I'm glad you're here today. This is a special day. But daddies, if you're not leading the way, servant leadership in your home, it's not under God's order. And it will never be as good as it can be until daddies. You have to discipline your children sometime. You will have to discipline these precious little babies today that you don't even fathom that you will ever have to discipline. I want to just tell you today, do it in love. Don't do it in anger. Don't do it in hostility. 
Never slap a child on the face because you take away his or her dignity. Pray with them. Lead them. The Bible says that if a man would spoil the rod, he would send a child into a a life of decay. How many of y'all remember switches? How many of you remember going and picking a switch and they said, you better get a good one? We don't do that anymore, do we? We put them in timeout. I tell you, timeout was when you had to sit down and extinguish that fire on your legs. You remember they used to do like this? Like that? It doesn't say you can hit them with a Louisville slugger. You can't hit them with a bat. You can't tase them. You can't put shot collars on them. You got to love them. I want to read a verse to you, then I want to make a challenge to you before we dedicate these beautiful children. Dedicating a child acknowledges God's sovereignty, not only over your precious child today, but also over over you, mom and dad, in your parenting. As you present your child today before God, you're asking for the grace and the wisdom in carrying out your divine responsibility. Parents, you're also also coming today praying and believing that the child that you hold today or stands with you today is going to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ quickly, swiftly, and responsibly in their life. And I want to give you this last verse. I love this verse. Throw it up on there, Psalms 127. Children are a gift from the Lord. A reward. Well done, God says. And He gives us the reward of our children some of us out here have forgotten that the children that we birthed the children that we've nurtured the children that have gone wayward the children that have embarrassed us they are a gift from God so mamas and daddies sitting out here today grandparents as we honor these children as we honor these parents I want you to reflect upon the trajectory of your own life today in response to your children. This is Britton and Melissa Turner. And this is sweet little precious Lake and Scarlet. Lake and Scarlet. Do we have grandparents here today? Just grandparents. First of all, y'all would stand up. Grandparents, stand up. Family and friends of Lake and Scarlet. Y'all stand up. Family and friends. Y'all give them a big hand today. precious little girl. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I just pray right now and anoint Lakin and I just pray in the name of Jesus you'd raise her up to be a mighty woman of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. She is checking me out. I love it. This is Tyler and Maggie. This is my grandson, Cannon Tyler. He is zonked. He is out. Like some of you guys out there. I saw you sleeping going to pray over Cannon today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we anoint Cannon today that you'd raise him up to be a mighty warrior for you and your kingdom mandate in him that he would change the world for your glory. Be with mom and dad in Jesus' name. Amen. Grandparents. That's me. Grandparents. Great grandparents. Family and friends stand in honor of Cannon. Amen. This is Randy and Ashley Pelham. And sweet little Hudson Lee. Hudson Lee. Just tearing up those fingers. That's what I'm talking about. 
Let's pray for him. The grandparents of Hudson Lee, please stand. Grandparents in the house, friends and family of Hudson Lee. If y'all would stand, please. Awesome. Y'all give them a big hand. Great to see you guys. Let's pray for Hudson. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray a sweet anointing over Hudson Lee that you'd raise him up to be a mighty warrior for you. Be with mom and dad in raising him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This is Amber and Timmy Shoemake. And this is Lolo. Call him Lolo. His name is Logan. Logan Everett. He's got that cool bottle in his hand. And we know that Leland's in heaven today and watching down and his little brother. And, you know, the Bible says there's rejoicing in the presence of the angel of the Lord when one sinner repents. Our, our loved ones know the great things that God is doing. Amen. And Leland's watching down from heaven today. And we're going to anoint little Lolo here today with the family and friends and grandparents of, of Logan Everett. Please stand. Great to see you guys. Friends, stand. God bless you. Thank you all so much for being here. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray right now. Over Logan, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you would raise him up to be a mighty warrior for you, God. Be with uh, Amber and Timmy, and Lord, may your grace be sufficient for their every need. And Lord, I just praise you in Jesus' name. This is Jessica uh, Carpenter and Keith Adams, and this is Grayson Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. Appreciate this, this couple so much. God is doing a great work in them. And with the family and friends, grandparents, please stand. Of little Grayson, if you would stand, please. God bless you. Let's give them a big hand today. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would touch Grayson to raise him up to be a mighty warrior for you. Be with Jessica and Keith and help him to be the mom and dad that you called him to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This is uh, Greg and Kayla Dennis. Make sure I get the, the, the little one's name. Marley Ray. I love that. That's going to be a country singer. How many of y'all know that? Marley Ray. Marley Ray. Take it away. Marley. I'll pray for you, okay? With the family and friends of uh, Greg and Kayla and Marley Ray, y'all please stand up. Wow, great to have you guys today. Awesome. Y'all come back next week. Our church just grew by 50, so great to have you guys. Let's pray for Marley Ray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you had raised Marley Ray up to be a mighty woman of God. Proverbs 31 woman, a virtuous wife. Lord, be with uh, Greg and Kayla right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. She just took my hand away. Did y'all see that? She's going to be a strong-willed leader. Awesome. This is John and Maggie McGuire. Brother David, why don't you come do, do the honors here, brother? Amen. This is John Weston. We call him West. John Weston McGuire. Let's pray for him. Father God, Lord Jesus, we just come to you today. God, thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you, God, for this beautiful, beautiful baby. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, raise up West, God, just to be a great man of God, Lord Jesus. God, we just thank you so much for John and Maggie and them, Lord, and their testimony, Father. God, I pray, Lord, you bless them, God, as they continue to be the parents you called them to be. God, I pray you'll continue to strengthen them, strengthen their marriage, their family. And God, we just pray uh, just a special prayer blessing over West. And Lord Jesus, we thank you. In his name, amen. Congratulations, you guys. Grandparents of uh, John Weston. That's going to be a preacher name, isn't it? Y'all stand real quick. Family and friends, y'all give them a big hand. Kara Leiferman, Matt Barbie. What's up, brother? And this is, uh, I'm getting it right. Where is it at? Ramey Cole. Ramey Cole with the grandparents, family, and friends of little Ramey. Please stand. Ramey Cole. Great to see all you guys here today. God bless you. I got to see you yesterday, didn't I? I got to see your hat. She was laughing at me. Right now she's like going, hurry up, dude. Seriously. Let's pray together. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus.
for Rami Cole. We pray that you would touch her, you would anoint her to be a mighty woman of God. Lord Jesus, that you be glorified through this mom and dad and their efforts in raising her. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Y'all give them a hand. This is Alan and uh, Christina Kane, Crane, that's what I said. Baby Fenwick, hey, that should be a baseball park or something. Fenwick, Alan, Eli, check him out, man. You are cool looking. He's like, look at my dude. <laughs> I like that. Family and friends of little Fenwick, please stand. Wow, great to see you guys. Great to see you down here. Can y'all all see? Awesome. Definitely a cool outfit. Look at the converse. I hear you, dude. Let's pray over Fenwick right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we anoint Fenwick today. Ask him to ask you, God, to bring, raise him up to be a mighty man of God. Be with Alan and Christina. Help him, Lord, to follow your perfect will in raising him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. This is uh, Kyle and Nell Gooden and their beautiful children and their newest addition, Levi James. Levi James with the family, friends, grandparents. Y'all please stand real quick as we pray for this beautiful family. Y'all give them a big hand. Awesome. We're going to pray over Levi right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you would touch Levi, raise him up to be a mighty, mighty man of God, a warrior for you, Lord Jesus. That you would touch this family, these children, and Lord, help them to come together in unity and, and purpose, Lord, to continue to raise them up to be just a, a powerful family, and Lord, of kingdom changers, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> this is Martika Griffin. Martika family, if y'all would, please stand and love on this family. This is Adrena. Audrina Hill. Audrina, she is just a cool young lady. We're going to pray for her. The family and friends, please stand. There you are. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now for Audrina. I pray that you would touch her to be a mighty woman of God. Lord, raise her up to be a virtuous wife, to be a mom that changes things. Lord, just be with Martika. Lord, continue to keep her on that perfect trajectory for her life, Lord, and raising her precious daughter. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. This is Ronnie Kim Hendricks. And this is little Gabby. She's so beautiful. Look at her. Gabby, we're going to pray for you. The family and friends, grandparents, please stand. Little Gabby, friends and family. All right, great. Y'all give them a big hand. Amen. <laughs> She's like, little beauty pageant deal. Let's pray right now. Lord, I pray and anoint Gabby right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you'd raise her up to be a mighty woman of God. Lord, I pray that you would help this family in raising her, Lord, anoint them. And Lord, may you be glorified through them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. This is Chase Daniel and Caitlin Knight. And this is Bentley Daniel. Bentley Daniel with the family, friends, grandparents, everybody, please stand. Awesome. Y'all give this uh, family a hand. Great to see you guys. All right, let's pray for Bentley. Lord Jesus, right now, that you would touch this young man. Raise him up to be a mighty warrior for you, Lord. I pray you'd anoint him. Lord, be with Chase and Caitlin. And Lord, I pray that you would guide their steps. Help them, Lord, to be in your perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said amen and amen and amen. Is that it? i tell you what. Uh, Y'all hang right there for just a minute because I know some people might want to get a picture. But I want you to bow your heads with me for just a moment. Then we're going to dismiss. There may be somebody out there today that's come this way that had just plans to come and see the baby dedication, but maybe God has spoken to your heart in some area of your life. Maybe a father, a mother, a husband, wife, maybe a, a child out there today that just needs to repent and turn away, turn to a holy God. If that's you today. 
I want you to know, 1 John 1, 9 said, If I confess my sin, he's faithful and he's just to forgive me of all my sin, cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Pray that now and ask God to forgive you and turn things around. Maybe the doors of our church stand open today for someone who says, I want to come and be a part of your fellowship and a part of your church, to be a part of this body. As we go forward to reach people for the kingdom, the doors of our church stand open today and I'll be standing down front. But maybe there's somebody here today that doesn't know Jesus as the Lord of their life. I want to give you an opportunity right now to pray and invite Jesus into your heart. Just pray this prayer in faith and by His grace today you can be born again right here, right now. Pray with me now from your heart to God. Father in heaven, I'm a sinner. And I believe in Jesus. That He died on a cross for my sin. Jesus, today, save me. Be the Lord of my life. And help me live for you until the day you call me home. Every head's bowed and every eye closed. I'd just like to be able to pray for you. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to ask you to come down and say anything. But if you prayed today and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, would you just real quickly lift your hand right now. Lift it up high. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. Anyone else? Lift it up high. God bless you. Little one in the back. God bless you. Is there anybody sitting out here today saying, Mark, I just need prayer. I need to be what God's called me to be. The, to be the man, the woman the husband, the wife. I just need prayer today for God to speak truth into my life. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand up? Hands are going up all over the room. Hold them up high. Let God see your hand. If you would, everyone stand to your feet. Every Everybody stand to your feet before we close. If you need prayer today or if you'd like to join our church, they're just going to sing, I think, one quick verse. And then we're going to go home and you guys are going to probably take a picture, so just stand fast. So y'all sing. If God spoke to your heart today, you just want to come shake my hand and turn around and walk away. Let that be what you do today. If you want to join our church today, come now and do what God's called you to do.